ESPN 94.1 FM at 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Friday, October 18th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program, of course, by calling the Miller Lite phone lines, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Now, today's a little different than usual. We've got Marshall football. we got a big-time matchup tonight. It's an East Division Friday night showdown between Marshall and Florida Atlantic and Boca Raton coming up tonight, 6.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Pre-game is happening right now on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog. Now, Marshall leads the all-time series 5-1. And last year here in Huntington, Marshall intercepted four FAU passes. Tyler King ran for 125 yards, had a touchdown in that 30-7 win. Are we going to see a similar result tonight? Well, we will find out. And joining us now from Boca Raton, Florida, C.J. Harvey from WCHS. And tonight, um, Marshall can either put themselves right back in the hunt for an East Division title, or uh, they're going to have a, a lot of work to do and hope that a lot of things fall in place if they lose tonight. Yeah, hey, Paul. Uh, definitely the situation here for the Thundering Herd today. They definitely could use a big win, you know, three and uh Three and three on the season, not where the Thundering Herd probably thought that they would be, but uh, certainly uh, in a good spot today if they can come out with a win against the Owls, who bring a four and two record and have shown that they can certainly score. Um, FAU was you talked about their quarterback play from last year. Chris Robinson came in, had a couple of interceptions last year. Well, he's reduced that. He had twelve total touchdowns and twelve interceptions last year. He's already surpassed his total touchdown number this year, and he's only thrown two interceptions. So certainly going to be difficult to uh, try and slow that guy down, but certainly the Marshall defense has uh, been pretty tough this season outside of that Cincinnati game. Uh, the Marshall defense has been pretty solid, so it should be a good matchup, uh, at least on that side of the ball you here this- today. And, uh yeah. Do you see this as a quarterback showdown? I mean, we got two gunslingers out there. We've got the co-freshman of the year with Isaiah Green and Chris Robinson. Uh, you know what Green's done, 1,416 yards, total offense, six touchdowns in the first six games. And you mentioned uh, Robinson averaging a lot, 259.5 yards per game. He's got that league-high 13 touchdown passes, as you mentioned. I mean, we might have two gunslingers going out there tonight if they're both feeling it. Yeah, definitely. The Robinson kid can definitely throw it, and he's got a couple of tight ends on that team that uh, are really good. And here's your little here's your little side note about uh, the Robinson and, and tight end uh, matchup here. Um, the the tight ends coach for FAU, former WVU quarterback Clint Trickett, so he's really got those guys playing well. And Robinson and his tight ends have been uh, really in sync this season. You know, Isaiah. What's been interesting about Isaiah? He's been able to throw the ball. Uh, decently well, but he's really gotten it done with his feet more so than we saw last year. Last week with Old Dominion, Brendan Knox, Sheldon Evans, and Isaiah Green all combined for 200 total rushing yards. So, yeah, I think this is going to be uh, a quarterback showdown, but not necessarily uh, who can swing it the farthest or swing it the most. I think it's going to be who's playing their style the best. Can Robinson connect with this tight ends and throw some touchdowns, or can Green kind of open the passing game up with his legs and with the help of some of his running backs. But I think, like you said, yeah, it's probably going to be a good quarterback showdown, but 
different styles, I think, are being brought to the table today. This is going to be an interesting one on defense because right now we're keeping an eye on Devontae Beckett. He's got 60 tackles right now. He's uh, definitely been all over the ball. And then you got Darius Hodge, named Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week, tying his school record four and a half sacks. He had seven tackles in that victory over Old Dominion last week. Also, the 26 yards lost on those sacks, tied for third most in school history. So, get to the quarterback early and often is probably the Marshall mantra tonight. Yeah, I think that's been uh, a mantra all season, and they've done well. And Darius Hodgman, he has been uh, just absolutely lights out uh, for this blundering hard defense for the last few games. And, you know, Devontae Beckett, somebody who came in, uh, had brought up in post game last week, they said, hey, man, he's got 60 tackles. He smiled real big. He said, ah, 10 a game, not a bad average. So Devontae Beckett's been playing well uh, for these guys. Uh, and, yeah, this defense has been, you know, stacking the box, getting after the quarterback quite a bit, and Darius Hodge has been leading the way. Uh, you know, it, it will be fun for, you know, these guys that like to get after the quarterback when you see a guy that likes to throw it as many times as Lynn Kiffin and, and the Robinson kid do for FAU. That kind of lights up those linebackers and linemen's eyes saying, hey, we're going to get a chance to get after these guys, and hopefully Marshall can do that. Either Darius Hodge and Devontae Beckett maybe having fun with each other this week. Devontae sets a career-high 14 tackles against Old Dominion. Darius Hodge, he gets player of the week on the defensive side after um, four-and-a-half sacks. I mean, what's what's Beckett got to do to get some love here? <laughs> you know, and the, the, the sad part is there's a couple other guys on that defense that are probably playing real well and, and grading out well when they watch the film. But, man, you see those four-and-a-half sacks, and – it's tough to not give Darius Hodge some love. And, you know, Beckett's saying, hey, man, you know, maybe push him to my side. I'll, 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 I'll sack him for you, and maybe he can <laughs> take some of those sack numbers away. I would say that uh, a sack is as, is as big and as valuable to the guy that sacks the guy and anybody else that's playing defense. I think uh, it doesn't matter who it is for this team. I think they all have fun with each other and, and maybe say, hey, maybe give me some love this week, but – I'm sure that anybody getting a sack is, is it's just as big no matter who it is. You know, eight total sacks last week. I mean, it wasn't just all about Darius Hodge. It was, there were, uh, you know, a ton of guys getting in the backfield last week. So uh, Marshall certainly uh, felt good, that defense feeling good after last, last week's game. Hopefully they can bring it down here into uh, Florida. That run game has got to be feeling good as well. Marshall gets 236 on Old Dominion. That is 105 more than what Old Dominion gave up in any game this season. And you got Brendan Knox leading the way. He goes over 100 again. Isaiah Green, he's looking like he can run the RPO a little bit better now, or at least he's he's taking advantage of the RPO. He's actually pulling the ball up and just going. Sheldon Evans comes in as well. He gets 50 yards. These guys were really solid on the ground. Yeah, and Doc Holliday had brought up last week. He said, you know, Sheldon Evans has come a long way, and it's not just he's not just getting yards and you know, kind of garbage time. I mean, he's getting yards on first, second down, against first and you know, second, you know, the top line defense against some of these teams. So you know, Marshall had some question marks about the running back group uh, after the departure of Tyler King. Sheldon Evans has come in there and fit in perfectly, and of course, you add that. That little touch with with Green and you know what he can bring he can bring with his legs and and Doc had even said about Brendan Knox man he's just steady Eddie you give that guy the ball twenty times he's going to get you a hundred yards and a touchdown or two so definitely this team has uh, relied on the run game it's what's fueled them to 
the couple of wins that they do have, and I'm sure that's going to be a big establishing point uh, for this offense come today. Joining us from Boca Raton, Florida, he's C.J. Harvey from WCHS. At, all right, how's it feel? That you guys flew, right? I mean, usually you're driving down like in the middle of the night. You guys actually flew <laughs> down this time. We did. Yeah, we did. We flew down, and, uh, you know, it was a pretty quick trip, hour and a half uh, through the air, and then we got down here. Now, we're kind of keeping an eye on, on what's going on in the Gulf Coast there, but it doesn't look like there's going to be any rain uh, for this game, maybe a light breeze, but uh, it seems like the rain is going to miss Boca and, you know, this part of Florida. Uh, now, getting out of here is going to be a different question. We'll see if we can try and avoid the rain on uh, our, our exit trip, but at least for this game's forecast, I think everything – it's very cloudy. There's there's no sun. You can't see the sun in the sky, but it's, it's a nice, easy breeze, about 85 degrees, and it's just uh, a nice, nice feel here in Boca. I will tell you, though, we did get off last night, Mark Martin and I, who we share a room. We had to be on our best behaviors because we found out that the guy that was rooming right next to us, well, it was Doc Holliday. So Coach Holliday was right next to us, so Mark and I made sure that uh, we, we kept it quiet light last night. You know, we get uh, we get a little rowdy every now and then, the WCHS team, so we made sure Doc uh, got some good Z's over the last night. So we had, we had to keep it quiet. Do you think you guys were put next to him deliberately <laughs> by <laughs> everyone else, or was that maybe a Doc Holliday, I, I don't want to be near anybody else other than Mark Martin? <laughs> maybe that's it. I would, in my mind... I'd like to think that that was it. That he said, "Ah, those two guys—they're not loud. They're—they're pretty—they're pretty, pretty easy-going guys. Let's stick them next to me." But I've got a feeling it was total coincidence that <laughs> Doc Holliday and uh, was rooming right next to Mark Martin and I. And there's no conjoining door. There wasn't a door for us to go in there. He had everything locked off, so it wasn't exactly like we were hanging out with uh, the coach last night. He was—he <laughs> probably didn't spend a lot of time in his room. Anyway, but no, I don't think it was. I think it was a coincidence this week. CJ Harvey's joining us in WCHS. What's the buzz for this one? I asked Bill Cornwell earlier during our pregame show over on our sister station, 93.7 The Dog, and uh, I want to kind of get a feeling from you. Uh, you, um, you've been down there for a little bit now, and uh, of course, you guys have taken in a little bit of the uh, of the lifestyle that is uh, Boca Raton. What's the buzz for this one? Are, are fans? amped up are they excited for this or oh hey FAU's playing I mean wow I didn't know well I think there's a little bit of that you know these Friday night games can oftentimes be hard to get the fan base energized but man this is such Boca is such a a beautiful place the weather's great FAU stadium is absolutely beautiful maybe if you watch the game on CBS Sports tonight you might be able to notice in the end zone um, in one of the end zones, they've got all these cabanas set up, couches, TVs, chairs. I mean, somebody told us that it costs two thousand dollars to sit in these certain uh, in these these cabana areas, and it's just like there's there's so much to do here. It's almost like well, there's a football game going on here, but uh, there's palm trees and lounge chairs all across the stadium as well. So there, there's there's a lot of attractions here, but uh, you know, I, I think the buzz is that FAU and Marshall are two uh, strong contenders for Conference USA Championship this year. You know, FAU did not have a great team last year. They've bounced back in a big way this year. They have two marks against them. Well, they were against Ohio State and UCF, and they played well. They played decently well against Ohio State. Ohio State is Ohio State, of course, but they put 21 points up on the Buckeyes, more than a lot of teams this year. So 
Uh, I think FAU thinks they've got a good team. I think Doc Holliday and Marshall pretty hungry after a couple of, you know, you lose the close one to Boise, but then you kind of take a butt kicking against Cincinnati and Middle Tennessee. A lot of things just didn't go right for your team. So I think this team's real hungry, playing with a little bit of a chip on its shoulder. And I think FAU's feeling pretty confident that they've got a good team again. So it should be fun. You know, Doc Holliday and Lane Kiffin don't have much of a history. They've only played twice as head coaches. They're one and one, so they've split games. But I think these are these are two of the, the class acts in Conference USA. So I think there's just a lot of buzz in terms of just it's going to be a good competitive game with a bunch of people that, uh, you know, fans outside of Conference USA kind of know, you know, the lanes, the docks, and, and some of these guys. So it should be a lot of fun. C.J. Harvey joining us in WCHS. Uh, you, you guys enjoy the, uh, the the rough rough assignment you guys have down there tonight. You just, uh, just, uh, I know it. <laughs> it's, it's, we, we've been enjoying ourselves. Uh well, we, we, we try and have a good time. You know, these trips are quick turnarounds. You, you get down here, you do some work, uh, you get you, you get out to dinner, but then, you you know, by the time you wake up the next morning, all right, you're on the move. Let's get to the stadium. Let's get things, you know, going, and, uh, you know, let's, let's get to game time. That's kind of where we're at right now. It's like, all right, let's just get to game time. We're, we're ready to start this thing. Have fun tonight. I'll be uh, I'll be at Roosters um, for our um, well. We will be over there right now. Actually, be sitting back and enjoying this. But uh, high school football in the area tonight. You know uh, well that uh, you you're playing hooky from all the action tonight. <laughs> yeah, Mark. You know, Mark Martin and I unfortunately will be on our uh, Friday night football extra show that uh, will be on tonight at eleven ten on ABC. But Kenny Bass and Josh Lewis will both be back at the station. Uh, covering for us again, and uh, you know those two always have a good time. So no, Mark and I are in. Or we're kind of playing hooky this week, but Kenny and Josh will certainly hold hold us down back in Charleston. CJ Harvey joining us, WCHS Television. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, have uh, have fun. Keep my friend Bill Cornwell uh, out of trouble, would you? We, well, that's easier said than done. Some assignments are tougher than others. I'll try my best, Paul. Well, oh, you know what? Just pawn that over on Martin. He's uh, he's used to it. <laughs> Just put that on Mark Martin. He can handle it. I will. All right. Him and him and Steve Cotton, the voice of Southern Bird, they've got to. They're pretty good. They've they've been doing it for quite some time now, keeping his butt out of trouble. So I'll leave it up to them this time. Yeah, because he's your problem tonight, not mine. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I am sitting. Da- I am. I am sitting right beside Bill on the on the the flight back home. So. I'll, I'll have to, you know, I'll, I'll have to keep him calm on on the way back. But that'll that'll be my my job. But you know, we we have fun. You know, Bill's a great guy. So, and and knows his stuff. So everybody is everybody knows what to do. And it's game time, man. We're ready to get this thing going. All right, I have kept you too long. Go um, go get ready for this one. Uh, it's coming up in a little bit over than an hour. And of course, uh, highlights on WCHS. And we'll talk to you soon. All right, Paul. Have a good time, my man. Appreciate the time. That is C.J. Harvey, WCHS, joining us. He is on location for this one tonight. When we continue, we're going to turn our attention to high school football. We've got Matt Perry joining us. Uh, we're going to preview Spring Valley and St. Albans. Later on, we're going to preview Huntington High's action against Capital as well. Uh, we'll take a look at Cabell Midlands matchup with Woodrow Wilson, all when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Paul Swan, your host, and joining us now for a preview of Spring Valley at St. Albans. We welcome back to the show Matt Perry tonight. It's Spring Valley at 6-1, taking on a St. Albans team desperate for a win. They come in at 1-6. Hard to get up for a game like this, but this one's uh, important for Spring Valley because they're going on the road before the off week. You don't want to go into the off week uh, a little down. You don't want to go in the off week losing. So, really, self-motivation probably the key this week. Self-motivation is the key. I mean, as you said, uh, it, it when you look at the schedule, you have to play who you have to play. Spring Valley has taken care of business up to this point. And now they want that, that coveted off week. They have a really good timed off week with Paul Blazer coming to the Wolves' den a week or two weeks from the night. And so you take care of business tonight, get healthy, and, uh, t- you know, go in with a W. Last week, Spring Valley did take care of business. Uh, they got an important victory, 40-21 win at Riverside. Uh, did it on the ground, did it in the air. Uh, Nate Ellis threw for two cut touchdowns, and uh, Luke Christopher mm-hmm. scored twice on the ground. So pretty balanced attack. Yeah, for the first time in a couple of weeks, we saw Spring Valley open up with a passing game a little bit. Uh, it was the Corbin Page show along with Nate Ellis. Uh, Corbin Page continues to just absolutely impress the sophomore. Um, we were talking to uh, multiple people because uh, Coach Neil Brown from WVU showed up on the sidelines just to watch that particular young man, and uh, he didn't disappoint when you're you know, 6'5", 230-pound tight end that lines up as a split out and he beats defensive backs down the field on uh, fly patterns, you're kind of left understanding why he's a D1 recruit. Marshall's already offered him a full ride as a 15-year-old sophomore, and uh, West Virginia is trying to swoop in there as well, and I'm sure many other schools are going to be right behind him. Yeah, West Virginia's done a really nice job of actually identifying in-state talent and going after it. Uh, That's something you didn't see a few years ago with West Virginia. But as we've kind of learned, uh, there is some really quality Division One talent in the state of West Virginia, and it's good to see that Marshall and West Virginia are finally identifying that talent. You know, and I, I was, I'm was i the first to admit that 10 years ago I fell into the same trap of, oh, maybe we just don't have Division One talent in West Virginia. Uh, I could not have been more wrong when I would have said those statements. And uh, it is good to see that Doc and, uh, and Neil Brown up at WVU because Dana Holgerson treated these kids in West Virginia like they had the plague. I mean, he would not – I mean, he wanted – of the JUCO kids, and so it's really cool to see that uh, both schools, you know, my heart's with Marshall, I hope that's where this young man goes, but it's really cool to see that they're identifying, hey, we've got Division One talent right in our backyard, and to see Marshall coaches on the sideline a couple of weeks ago, and to see Coach Neil Brown watching a couple of Spring Valley players last week is a, is a really good sign for the future of Division One uh, football here in the state of West Virginia. Matt Perry's joining us on the program tonight. Now, uh, we have fun with this, but the Bill Cornwell is uh, not present, so guaranteed a victory just about uh, every time, right? Oh, write it down. Just go ahead and put the W in. Bill, Billy's down there in paradise uh, watching the herd, and so I hope he brings back a W, but I'm jealous of him. You know, it's 80, he was complaining that it was 86 on the, uh, on the pregame show that I listened to on the way up here. So uh, I, have no, I have no sympathy for old Bill Cornwell today. He's whining that it's beautiful uh, a mile from the ocean. So, um, you know, Bill can just go down there and enjoy his Marshall game, and we'll, we'll go ahead and chalk up this W. Yeah, I was uh, – <laughs> by the way, I was hosting that pregame show you were listening to. Yeah. So I, well, uh, obvious, listen. I was listening are, to that. I heard that. There is a reason that you you know went, you win all these awards because sitting there listening and you bit your tongue, which is something that I'm not very good at. I'd have been like Bill, you're complaining that it's 85. Come on now, 
enjoy the weather, enjoy paradise, and hopefully enjoy that Marshall W. By the way, did you notice the tone of that show was completely, the demeanor of that show is completely different than this show. Did you notice the difference? Yes, I did notice the difference. And, you know, uh, as you and I have so pointed out to our audience, though, we, when high school football was on Friday nights, we're allowed to have a little bit more fun and have some levity into our show. Um, yeah, he was he was super serious on that uh, when he called in. And I'm just sitting here thinking, Bill, you're in paradise. You know, just cheer up a little bit. <laughs> so Yeah, um, unfortunately for um, for C.J. Harvey, who was with us a uh, previous segment, he's got a – He's going to fly back down with Billy right beside of him. So, um, may God be with him. Yeah, exactly. No, we have fun though. We love Billy. We love Billy, but we you do. know, at the same time, we uh, completely have to make sure that he uh, does not get to go scot free, uh, knowing that he's complaining about beautiful weather in Florida on a Friday night. Yeah, and I'm in St. Albans, and I'm cold, and uh, yeah, I really have no sympathy for the man. I'm sorry, I can't muster any. Matt Perry joining me on the program. Spring Valley taking on St. Albans. Uh, that game, of course, uh, you can listen to it. It's going to be over on our sister station. That's right, uh, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. So hopefully it's a, a, a win for Spring Valley and then uh, get you guys back home and enjoy the bye week for a couple weeks. I, I'm looking forward to having an off week. I know Coach Dingus is looking forward to uh, resting up because that Paul Blazer game, and obviously ending the season, you know, here's the thing that you and I were talking about beforehand, and something that's really surprising is the enigma that is the Huntington Highlanders. You know, they, Spring Valley finishes the season at Huntington. We don't know what we're looking at. They have to take care of capital tonight, and we don't know if Huntington's going to be fighting for a playoff spot, fighting for a home playoff game. We know that Spring Valley's going to be fighting for that top four because right now, even though Martinsburg's not won yet, they will be. It's set up for a semifinals match. Spring Valley's number four. They're going to have to go to the Eastern Panhandle if it all pans out right now. So Spring Valley needs something to change in that upper four. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see over the last couple of weeks what happens with these SSAC rankings. Well, all you have to do is get the three. I mean, you'd be okay. All they have to do is get the three. Uh, now, right now, Campbell Midland, I mean, I'm no Nostradamus. I, you know, Martinsburg is playing a supposedly – very tough Virginia opponent tonight. They might stub their toe. I, I, I'll believe that when I see it. But Cabell Midland's number one right now. And so it's set up for that uh, for a rematch, Spring Valley and Cabell Midland, if all goes according to plan. But I figure by the end of the regular season, Martinsburg might just overtake them and be that number one spot. Well, we'll find out. But uh, looking ahead tonight, it is Spring Valley got to take care of their business tonight, taking on St. Albans. Do. Matt Perry joins us to listen to the game on 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. Matt, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Well, maybe a couple of weeks. We'll see how next week pans out when you're on your bye week. Maybe you'll be uh, lounging on the beach somewhere. <laughs> I might, you know, I would love to. It's mostly going to be a little bit of hillbilly uh, or redneck Riviera. I'll just be chilling out on my back porch and uh, listening to our buddies uh, Jason and Woody and Chris call some uh, high school football on my off week. All right. We'll talk to you next week, Matt. All right, have a good one, Paul. Thank you. Matt Perry, we, we just might talk to him next week and actually just talk about the off week. Uh, when we come back from break, we're going to talk to Woody Woodrum. And we've got Huntington and Capital. That's our big matchup on the Hill tonight. And we'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Coming up tonight on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, you've got two, three, and three teams. It's been a long time since I've said Capital at three and three faces off against Huntington at three and three to help us sort it all out. We've got Woody Woodrum, who will be on the broadcast tonight with Chris Tatum, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, what is going on with Huntington High? One week they're good, the next week we don't know what's going on. And if, uh, if I'm understanding Billy Seal's comments uh, after the loss to Hurricane, um, he pretty much wasn't happy with his squad the way they came out. Well, you know, I, I, we've been doing this uh, team for about seven years, Chris Tatum and I together, and uh, I can't think of a game in that time, Paul, that Hurricane held this team to three first downs. Two of them came in their scoring drive which was the only bright spot the whole evening for the offense. They rushed for only 36 yards on 18 carries. That's uh, even for a journalism major. I can come up with that as two yards a carry. Blackwell hit 6 at 17. Now, 105 yards sounds great, but 70 of that came on two passes. So, uh, and the time of possession was really the big one. Uh, Huntington had the ball about 19 minutes in the game. And so that means the other team had it for 29 minutes, including a nine-minute drive to open the third quarter where they just dinked and dunked uh, this team to death. Now, I will admit, Huntington has lost two in a row without Diallo Mitchell, who's an outstanding back for them. Uh, he, he is the other part of the punch with Brockton Blair and Devin Jackson. And Diallo, at the time, had 40 carries for 223 yards, four touchdowns. He'd also caught five passes for 170 yards. That's a 34-yard per catch average. So uh, he is a big play player, and they've missed him on offense and on defense uh, for this team. But it, they were flat last weekend for whatever reason. You know, you can't know that. I know when I watched practice yesterday, they were really at him about tempo and moving and, and not, you know, walking around, not not dragging around, but playing this game. Because, it, quite frankly, Paul, it's a, it's a murder schedule down this stretch. I mean, you got Capital, and I believe I saw online, might have been Metro News, said the last time that Huntington and Capital met with, Huntington, with Capital at 500 or less was Billy's first year, 2010. So, uh you know, you've got a capital team that's been wounded, too, and has been struggling a little bit, although they've lost to three very good teams. Johnson Central from Kentucky is one of the top-ranked teams over there in their class. Midland and Spring Valley are certainly the, some of the top-ranked teams in the state, and Spring Valley just put a beatdown on them uh, two weeks ago, 41 nothing. Now, the thing that Capital had last week was a week off, and with Huntington's schedule being the way it is this year, missing the first week and then playing 10 straight, they could have certainly used a week off the Parkersburg South game that they lost 30-21. Now, that's one of the best teams in the state, and they played them toe-to-toe. So I guess you hope for that effort. But next week, it's Midland here. Then they go to Parkersburg, who's number 13 right now at 3-3. Three and three. And then you finish with Spring Valley, who's 6-1 and one and number 4. So uh, there are no easy games, we like saying in the MSAC, but when you're playing in a row, number 9, number 1, number 13, and number 4, well, I, I mean, that's about as tough as that schedule could be. Lots of points, though, if you get some uh, wins off that schedule. Lots of points. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know, Capital 
has uh, some easier games, let's say, left down the stretch. They've played this tough schedule early on, so they've got some teams they can beat, and they would add to your points total. Adwood beating Parkersburg, Midland, or Spring Valley. So, yeah, absolutely. Although it looks like four and six is probably going to qualify in AAA this year, and that's a shame. Nobody thinks that's the right thing, but the way the you know the the division is stacked. I mean, you can be six and seven and zero over in Double A, and you might be as low as tenth or twelfth. But in Triple A, it's just you know there's only so many teams, about twenty six, twenty eight teams, and they're just beating each other on a regular basis in their regions. And so when you get to playoffs, some people that go four and six are going to make it. So, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes tonight. Capital has, they've got a sophomore quarterback who's playing extremely well. He's hit 58% of his passes, 71 of 122. Now, he has thrown nine interceptions, but he also has nine touchdowns and has thrown for nearly 1,000 yards already. Uh, they've got an outstanding tailback and take Callaway, but now he was hurt against Spring Valley, and he is very much up in the air tonight whether he's going to play or not. He's a guy that averages seven yards a carry for them and has scored seven times, so that's 42 points. He's one of the leaders, number eight in the MSAC. And their receivers, if you give the Landers kid time to throw, Kerryon Martin is the brother of Kerry who's starting at West Virginia in the defensive secondary. He's got 13 for 317. That's almost 25 yards per catch. You've got Chance Knox, who... Uh, is is an outstanding kid. He was preseason first team in uh, all AAA. And then you've got K.J. Taylor, another kid who is tw 21 for nearly 300, 14 yards of catch and two touchdowns. So they have big play players. They are a little bit young on their offensive line, although they've got two seniors. But they only had one holdover starter from last year, David Harris, who is also the only really big guy on their line. He's at 295. But they've got a sophomore left tackle like Huntington does uh, at 250. They've got a senior center who's playing for the first year, 240. The guard is a senior playing the first year, 245. And their right tackle uh, must be a quick tackle because he's only at 210. So Huntington can certainly bring some pressure. If they've got uh, Diallo Mitchell back, that's going to help them to bring pressure. Uh, Brockton Blair's had an outstanding year at middle linebacker so far. I mean, he's one of the top players in the state. 67 tackles, six and a half tackles for loss. He's blocked a punt. He's got an interception. He had 12 tackles last week against Hurricane. He had 17 against Parkersburg South. And he's rushed for 615 yards in his first year of playing full-time at the running back position. So there are talented players on both sides. Who's going to show up tonight? Well, you hope at home it'll be Huntington, but we're just going to have to wait and see once they uh, kick it off at 7.30 tonight. We'll have that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And uh, you guys have fun tonight. Um, and, um, well, let's uh, let's hope you guys get your game over early tonight so you can get down to Roosters or just get to the radio and get the finale of the Marshall game. Because uh, I know you guys, especially you and Chris, um, you hate it that you get Huntington High and Marshall on the same night. You kind of like to keep those two separated. Yeah, we'll just have to keep an eye on it on the scoreboard because I figure by the time we're done, the herd's going to be done one way or the other, I hope. Again, 
which team will show up tonight for Marshall? It's kind of the same question we're asking here in Huntington tonight. I, I don't know. They're going to throw this thing all night. I got a gut feeling it's going to be a, a quarterback showdown tonight because you got Isaiah Green. He's going to be throwing. You've got yeah. Chris yeah. Robinson from FAU. He's going to be throwing. So, yeah, you, you guys might get the fourth quarter. That's, that's my bet. Yeah, we might. We'll see. Woody Woodrum joining us. He'll be on the broadcast with Chris Tatum coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Paul. That is Woody Woodrum, um, former co-host of, of, um, of this program in a different different variation of this program. When we continue, we're going to talk to Jason Toy. We're going to preview tonight's Cabell Midland action right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Paul Swan, your host here for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And coming up tonight, it's a different time than you're used to for Capital Midland football. They're playing at 7.30 tonight as Cabell Midland at Woodrow Wilson. The Knights are 7-0. Woodrow Wilson coming into the contest 1-5. And, and you can hear that game tonight over on our sister station, 97.9 The River. So we've got a lot of high school action to talk about tonight. And we'll hear from Jason Toy in just a moment as he'll have the call of tonight's action between Cabell Midland and Woodrow Wilson. So usually we put... Mr. Toy, sort of like as um, he put him in the middle of the broadcast because you know he's he's solid. I can put him in the middle, but to know he, tonight he gets the very last segment. And uh, let me tell you right now, uh, Woody Woodrum basically took over the show in the in the middle segment. So he, sorry, you get like two minutes. Feels like two minutes, huh? Yeah. Well, okay. It's 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 five fifty four now. So um, three or four minutes. I mean, you know, Woody, he's. Um, He's got the gift. <laughs> well, that's good. We figured he would. <laughs> so uh, tonight uh, we've got Cabell Midland over on our sister station, 97.9 The River, taking on a Woodrow Wilson team coming into this one, one in five. Uh, this is an important game for Cabell Midland because you can't be complacent, uh, even uh, at 7-0 and with Woodrow Wilson, one in five. Uh, got to come out and treat this as if it's a, if it's a make-or-break game. Yeah, you I mean you got to play them all. It's the way things are in in West Virginia and AAA, and especially when you're trying to get as many points as you can. And that's the uh, you got to get out here and play the game. That's a big thing here tonight for uh, for Cabell Midland. They just got to get out of here and knock it out and uh, play their style of game and try to do what they got to do and hope the points work their way out beyond that. So that's the big thing here tonight. And I mean that's why you play football. Period. You don't ever take anybody lightly. Now, realistically. If Midland plays their style of game, they should be able to kind of do like they did last week against Princeton, build up a, a little bit of a lead and start resting some players in the uh, second half. And, uh, you know, they brought everybody here. They brought two of the, the big coach bus loads of people here, and they're uh, definitely uh, looking to be able to utilize all of them here later on this evening. And you, know, you get ready to go back for a big game next week against Huntington Nine, the Battle for the Shield. And so you want to try to get out of here with no injuries. You want to obviously get out of here with the victory and, I'll I mean, I try to get as many players as How difficult is it to keep your energy up? You you go up fifty seven I'm sorry, fifty four to seven. Fifty four points and you win fifty four seven. 
as you mentioned, it gives younger players an opportunity to get in. So I know they're excited, but I mean that's a that's an energy that's difficult to keep up at fifty four points. Well, it, it is. Last week was homecoming too, so you had a little attitude as well. Um, that was a you know you had some other the popping circumstance to go along with that, but you had several guys like Jacob Cottle, the the big bruising running back that the Knights have went over a thousand yards uh, last week. JJ uh, Roberts continuing to get stronger and faster and. Uh, he accounted for you know three touchdowns or four touchdowns last week. Due due for another touchdown as well, and it just those guys you know they played their style of football in that entire first half. You came back out second half, and that's when you're able to to let those younger guys and the sophomores and freshmen and you know they played really solid. They gave up a touchdown though against Princeton. They of course Princeton didn't have a whole lot of numbers, so their their first teamer stayed out. And um, but you got a chance to get everybody. I mean, everybody on that team got a chance to play in that game last week against Princeton. That's as a coach, you like to see because a you're winning, and b you're also resting your starters to get through the rest of the season here. And you still got three more weeks of uh, over the next four. They got a bye week right before South Charleston. So if you can keep your guys from getting injured, you got some big games coming up with Huntington next week and South Charleston three weeks later or two weeks later. What can we expect from Woodrow coming out tonight? They uh, desperately need to they win. Are- they, they obviously need a win if they want to keep any playoff hopes alive. Because right now in AAA, four and six might get you in, or should get you into the playoffs here this year. But for Beckley, they're pretty much done uh, unless they come out with a win here and down the stretch. But they've got they've been hurt with injuries. They're going to be a lot of freshmen. I mean, we were actually waited to get our lineups till this morning uh, because they really didn't know they're having to rebuild a lot of things because of injuries and. Uh, and tonight won't be any different. They got a lot of freshmen that are going to be playing, a lot of sophomores, really young team, but they're really athletic. They they love to throw the football around. Um, they've always been like that too. So that same style will will be here. Just a lot younger players. They don't have as much depth on the bench too, as well. So they've been hurt uh, here the last couple of weeks. We'll have the broadcast for you tonight on our sister station, ninety-seven nine, the River, as Campbell Midland taking on Woodrow Wilson. Hoping to move to eight and zero, um, and just a, a couple more weeks, and then it's playoff time for the Cabell Midland Knights. Uh, looking good, yep. uh, yeah. Keep this up; you don't have to go to Martinsburg. That's our that's as a broadcaster. That's our number one goal right now. We want to keep that number one seed so we can stay home, and our long road trip will be to Wheeling at the end of the uh, end of the run of it all. But yeah, we don't want to make those those trips to Musselman or or head up to, to Martinsburg or something like that here this season. Hopefully we can keep that same that streak rolling. Yeah, um, I have some bad memories of Musselman and some other places in the state of West Virginia. <laughs> there you go. Uh, did I tell you one time I wired their uh, their brand-new football stadium for a phone line since I was the first? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was nice of me, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, I'm sure they appreciate that. That's uh, they should have. Oh, I'm my... sure it probably, it's probably still used today. Somebody I'm sure it is. Somewhere. I'm sure it is. Uh, Jason Toy <laughs> joining us tonight. Listen to the Knights take on Woodrow Wilson tonight. 7:30s kick a little later than you are used to. Hope you can stay up late for this one. And it's on 97.9 yeah, The River. That's my bedtime. That's my bedtime. <laughs> we'll have the game for you as well as scores coming up tonight. Fred Persinger will take us the rest of the way, starting at 10. Jason, good talking to you. We'll do it again next week. All right, man. Have fun. See you. Go hurt. We've got Huntington High coming up tonight, 7 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'll be back on 93.7 The Dog after the Herd game. For Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.